Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 6x6 Theater, the podcast where we talk through movies on one of the world's tiniest screens. Uh, my name is Tim Nacy. I am the multimedia editor here at Viewpoints, and I'm a person who is burned out from writing too many movie reviews in a 48-hour period. And I'm Will L.G. Stevens, and I'm the arts and entertainment editor here at Viewpoints. I know I say this every week, but I actually uh, really, really mean it this time. Uh, we have a real stacked show. <laughs> Today, yes, we um, first we're going to talk. We're going to talk about a movie that I, a random movie that I saw on Netflix. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a prequel to that movie Bright with Will Smith and uh, Joel Edgerton. Uh, it's called Bright Samurai Soul. It's an anime, and it's actually what, what kind of drew me to it was that it's an actual anime, not one of those um, American anime style things like Castlevania or The Witcher. Right. It's actually like a legit Japanese production. So I was like, ooh, okay, let's go. I like when I like when I like when. Um, I like when, when Japanese media adapts Western media. It's yeah. A neat, it's a neat idea. It is nice. It is. Um, so we'll get into that. And then later on in the show, we'll be reviewing um, a couple of big releases. Uh, first, the, first, we're going to start with the big, big release, and that is uh, the next film in David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's Halloween trilogy, Halloween Kills, which has the dumbest title I've ever heard in my life. The title drives me nuts. What does it mean? Hmm. What does it mean? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> kills kills on Halloween. On yeah. Do they think that Michael Myers is Halloween? I, is they, this like that? Is this like that Simpsons thing? That oh, this is the part where Wall or Wall Street gets arrested. Yeah, I, I don't know what they came up with that one, but uh. um, and then we'll be talking about um, it's a pretty big release, but it's not doing as big, but it's getting a lot of people talking, and that is uh, the Last Duel. Yeah, and I am very excited to get into that. But first, let's talk about uh, Bright Samurai Soul. Uh, this was released on October twelfth. It was directed by it was directed by uh, Kyoshi Ishiguro. Uh, it stars, and this is the and this is in the English dub, which I watched it in because I'm lazy. <laughs> I watched to my credit, I watched Demon Slayer later on that night, and I watched that with the sub. So you redeemed so, yourself. So so it, I'm at least at zero now. <laughs> right. Um, the English dub stars uh, Simu Liu, who uh, obviously most people know as uh, Shang Chi. He was fantastic in that movie. Uh, Victoria Grace, Fred Mancuso, and Yusu Harada. It's a, as I said, a prequel to David Ayer's 27 movie Bright with uh, Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Uh, disclaimer: I have not seen that particular film. I've heard bad things though. I don't know if you've seen it, Will. I did. It was okay. Um, it was kind of right in the middle. I might, I might check it out just because I, I, I do, I do like my urban fantasy. Yeah, then you might so, like it. So I, I might at least be able to get some. Slight enjoyment because because I, I do I do like the world I, I, I like anything that mixes regular human life in with like fantasy stuff yeah yeah that's, that's good... why that's why Harry Potter is my favorite like my favorite like um I I, I I take Harry Potter over Lord of the Rings because I like that mix in with the modern world as opposed to an entire fantasy world sure I can um, see that so yeah um it takes place in the Meiji period I probably pronounced that wrong uh which takes place from uh, 1968 to 1912 it's actually uh. The the Japanese the, the the period in Japanese history right before Demon Slayer, which is the uh, Taisho period. Um, it's in a world, as in the original movie, that's shared by humans and a host of other fantasy creatures like orcs, goblins, elves. Uh, they meet a centaur at one point in this movie. I don't know if they meet any in the original. Uh, and this one focuses on two warriors, a human named Iso and an orc named Raiden, who join forces despite their initial distrust of each other because this movie, as the original movie is, is about race. Okay. Um, they t- join forces to help get a runaway elf girl to safety. 
there there's like a, there's like a, there's like a there's like a a land to the north where elves are cuz 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 everyone's like I, I mean people are like are, are people are like racist enough to the, the orcs yeah but like they are super racist to the elves like people do not like the elves at all no yeah. way they That's hate them pretty em. much how the movie went yeah with will smith and egerton um and so yeah they're trying to get her they're trying to get they're trying to get her to the elf world the elf country whatever i cannot remember that i forgot its name i'm <laughs> it's been a long weekend everybody <laughs> Um, so I'm going to lead with, uh, the fact that this movie has a cool looking art style, uh, cell shaded CGI. Always like that. Uh, it, it, it somewhat evokes the art of the time period, not directly, but I went and looked up some, like, some, like, uh, I looked up some Maiji era paintings and yeah, they, they, at least the backgrounds are very much in that same kind of thing. There's a lot of vibrant colors. Um, it's very, it, but, but, it, but, it, but it does have like a grounded realistic style. It looks really cool. Um, unfortunately, the animation and the actual direction of the scenes aren't really up to snuff. Uh, the a lot of the scenes actually, like the, the way some of these are directed, I'm gonna have to look and see who was like really behind a lot of this and see if they were involved in this game series. But some of the scenes reminded me a little bit of the cutscenes in the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> games. I've never played. And uh, as much as I love those games, that is not a compliment. Um, yeah. Okay. It's very stiff. It's very quiet. Uh, and, and not in like a good com- contemplative way. More in a there's no background noise, so everything feels incredibly awkward kind of way. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of movement. Everyone just kind of picks a spot and hangs out. If somebody is like standing behind a desk, they will put their hands on that desk and they will just stand there and they won't move. It's strange. Sounds like a... Uh... A video game, like glitch. a little bit, yeah, like like <laughs> I said, a little bit, a little bit of it really did remind me of that. Like yeah. it's, it's a very, it's a very strange looking movie. That being said, though, all the money seemed to have gone into like some of the fight scenes. There's some really neat fight scenes in this. Izo, he's a samurai warrior, and as a fan of Kurosawa and Inagaki, that is speaking my language. <laughs> oh my god! There's this one really cool part where we follow Izo from an over-the-shoulder POV as he cuts through like a bunch of henchmen. And it really puts you into the brutality of the moment. Like, you, you were right there as he, like, slashes these guys up with his, with his sword. Oh, nice. It is so cool. It's, it's a really bloody movie, too. That's, um, that's awesome. I yeah. like bloody movies. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and uh, what, one other thing to bring up is the music. It's kind of... Another thing to mention is uh, the music, which is really complicated. <laughs> that sounds weird, I know. Um, on a surface level, I love it. Um, the tracks themselves are really cool mixes of like hard rock, funk, and like lo-fi music. But uh, you see a problem with that? <laughs> this is a historical. This is the historical period piece kind of deal. Yeah. And um, not only do those genres not make a whole lot of sense in this setting, but they're often really atonal too. Like they'll be playing like really like chill lo-fi music during an action sequence, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Yeah. There's even like this. There's even like this opening. I don't know if you've ever played any of the uh, Persona games. I haven't. No, I haven't. Yeah, there's just there, I. I th- that's the best way I could describe the opening. There's like there's like it, it. There's there's like silhouettes of characters made from like multicolored dots, while like this really super upbeat like funky music plays. Yeah. And I was like, is this Persona? <laughs> this is so weird. Um. It's, it's it's such a strange try, and, and, and while I will, I'll, I'll likely be reaching for that soundtrack when I write things now because it is a cool soundtrack. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was done by this artist named uh, Light. I'd never heard of him before, but he's a, I think he's, I think he's a Japanese artist, and um, it's re- it's really cool music. And um, I'll be looking I'll be looking for that soundtrack on on Spotify. But for this movie, 
It is a bizarre choice. So, just to wrap this up so we can get into the real meaty stuff, uh, this movie wasn't great. It's uh, The animation's stiff. Characters' faces don't really emote. There isn't really anything done with the whole racial tension angle. All the relationships seem to move way too fast. And when they're finally, when they're suddenly all friends, when the elf girl trusts Izo and Raiden, when Izo and Raiden trust each other, yeah. it doesn't feel earned. They didn't do any of the legwork. The movie's like an hour or 20 minutes, and it could have probably, I, I don't say this often, but it probably could have stood to be about 15 minutes longer. Sure. <laughs> like just to put a little bit more of a finer point on some of the relationships. Absolutely. That's how the... The Bright movie kind of felt with the relationship. It, it kind of felt cliched. They hate each other, and then suddenly, oh, yeah, suddenly we're, they, all, we're, all, we're all friends we're now. We're all friends all. now. Yeah, like Batman and Superman. I know we spent two hours trying to kill each other, but he was my best friend. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> Our moms had the same name. <laughs> I, 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 I've, had, I've had people argue for that many, many times, the whole Martha angle, but it's like, no, I, I, I get what you're going for, but yeah. it did, that did not land for me. No, it didn't. I, 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 out there, I appreciate you if it does land for you. But please try to see my point of view why it wouldn't, because it's a it's a coincidence. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I think the worst thing is that the voice acting is incredibly flat. And um, I love Simulu, Kim's Convenience, uh, Shang Chi. He's a really he's a really good charismatic actor, and the idea of him voicing a samurai in in a, in, in like an anime film was just just sounds it, it, that, that it was such a great idea. But yeah, he it was really disappointing to hear him kind of phoning it in. And so, yeah, that's a whole, that's a laundry list of problems. And quite frankly, a vibrant art style and a few cool fight scenes, unfortunately, don't make up for it. Uh, so this movie was a slog, and I really don't think I recommend it. Um, I mean, if you're real desperate for some animated entertainments, I guess you could do worse. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, if you want to see Western media adapted into anime, uh, go check out Star Wars Visions instead. You get some real neat samurai stuff in Star Wars Visions. Moving into our uh, two main features this week, and the conversations I think are going to get a little bit deeper on these ones. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and drop a spoiler warning in here right now. Uh, we're going to be getting deep, deep, deep into spoilers. We're not going to hold ourselves back at all. So if you haven't seen Halloween Kills or The Last Duel, and you also if you care, um, just go ahead and just go ahead and turn the podcast off. Go watch them and come back. We'll be here. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. We reside permanently on your phone now. Right. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, so full spoilers. We're going to start with uh, Halloween Kills, because I think I have a little bit less to say about this than The Last Duel. So just a quick little bit of background. Uh, it was released on October 15th. It was directed by David Gordon Green, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, James Jude Courtney, Judy Greer, and um, as a massive curveball, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah. I did not expect him to see him in this movie. I'm like, okay. I did not, but it was right. refreshing. I like him. The nerd from the Breakfast Club is gonna is gonna is gonna lead a posse. Yeah. So, to get into the story real quick, uh, adapting an expertly written piece of dialogue from the classic of cinema, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, somehow the shape returned. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Kills picks up right where 2018's Halloween left off, with Michael Myers trapped in Laurie Strode's crazy death basement, and the house burning down. Uh, naturally, Michael Myers is fine. Of course. It's not yeah. a surprise at this point. He is invincible. He is a supernatural being. 
that can't die. I it's it's yeah, like 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 it is it is wild. Yeah. He I I'm pretty sure his fingers are back too. Didn't didn't Lori blow his fingers off at the end of the last one? I'll be honest. At least I, I had three of them. I didn't watch all of the of the last one. So. I'm 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 fairly certain like she blew most of his hand off, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's back now. Yeah, I would not because he's, he's Michael Myers. It he's, would not surprise me. Um, so a bunch of firefighters are brutally killed. One with a circular saw. Real, real gross. That was that was that was that was that was some Evil Dead stuff. There. But it was pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> I'm um, not gonna lie. And Michael Myers escapes 100% unharmed, as is the norm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lori, her daughter Karen, played by Judy Greer, and her daughter Allison, uh, they recuperate at a nearby hospital. While Tommy Doyle, the kid that Lori was babysitting, the original, now played by uh, Anthony Michael Hall, rounds up a posse to take Michael down as he continues murdering people and just being invincible. <laughs> yeah. And I would just like to, to remind that... um. The before you know the they see him get away you know and they're they're in the car Lori and her daughter and a granddaughter and they're like just let him burn uh, it shows the cop that originally shot Michael and for a second there um, that whole story that they took from the original Halloween and then they threw it I thought that that was still from the original Halloween. Where they're continuing the story. Oh yeah, you know that 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 actually that actually was one of the things that impressed me the most. I, yeah, yeah. They they really like they 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 got they got everything down like the set design exactly the the yeah the costumes the filter the hair. on the cam that yes 70. that was the best thing. They don't usually do that in flashback scenes, and I always yeah. love it when they do because yeah, that looked legit. I was it like, is this actually is this actually footage exactly like 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 and and, and like even it, it, right down to the way that it's um, right down to the way that it's shot because yeah. you know John Carpenter obviously is a far more complex. Yes, camera operator or, or in terms of cinematography far more complex than uh, whoever David Gordon Green was working with this time around right and um, like the part when um, like the part when uh, Loomis came in yeah like the way they shot it from the top of the stairs like looking straight down that looked exactly. like a carpenter, that looked like a carpenter movie it looked like a carpenter shot it looked it looked like they got John Carpenter to film that part it was it was a neat it was a neat scene my issue though is that yeah it honestly after 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 how impeccably shot and edited and and you know just post treated that right. scene was it honestly makes the rest of the movie feel a little more ramshackle now sure yeah it reminds us that we're watching the we're not watching the superior version mm-hmm. i need to go i need to go back and I, I i met before before i watched uh because actually i watched uh both 2018's halloween and halloween kills uh mm-hmm. the same weekend within about 48 hours of each other because i wanted to be like fully caught up sure um I meant to watch the original Halloween again, but I just figured I got too many movies. I will get to it eventually. We still got we still got about ten more days to Halloween. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sure that'll be popping up. I will. I will. I will definitely get around to it. We actually in my film studies class today. We watched it. We watched a. Um, we watched. We watched the opening scene. The scene where we watch uh, Michael kill his sister in the original Halloween. Yeah. We watched that. We watched that. I uh, watched that scene today, and I was like, oh, oh, 100%. I am watching that at some point this week. Yeah. It's a. It's a good movie and it so, shot great for that time and I love it. So hot takes at six by six theater. We love we love John Carpenter's yes, Halloween. <laughs> we do. Um so yeah um this movie was really speaking my language for a little while there. Um I've been on record to many people's disbelief <laughs> that um Chucky is my favorite movie killer. <laughs> and um this movie actually starts off a lot like uh 
like uh, The Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, you know, those fourth and fifth Child's Play movies where it's really, it decides, well, let's just stop trying to be scary and let's just like enjoy really campy, goofy kills. Sure. And there's a lot of that. The camp factor is off the damn charts. <laughs> and the kills are brutal, but possessed of that same winky kind of sense of humor that you saw in the first uh, in the first film. Yeah, they did. Um, and there was a there was a little bit of an overkill, and a lot of them, and, and I never really saw that in the other Halloweens. I always saw um, Michael Myers as the type to like he'd kill you and be done with it. He didn't really torture you, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he was sort of menacing, you know, chasing you around the house. But once he caught up with you, it was like it was this, you know, knife wound and you're dead, and you're done. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, he's got a little more. He's got a, he seems to have a little more of, and it, it doesn't add up for Michael Myers. Yeah, he has a, he has a little he has a little more of a um like like just dark gallows humor about him in this one because the, st- the stuff that he does to people exactly. Um, in the first movie, and obviously just 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 so just so we're all on the same page, we're talking about the 2018, the the the, the David Gordon Green, the first David Gordon Green yes. film, not the not 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 uh, not nineteen seventy eight, yeah, yeah, not the not the seventy eight one, yeah. Um, He's a lot more brute force in uh, 2018. Um, you know the the st- the stuff he does to them is it, it is it is like over the top, yeah. but it's real. But it's in, it's in a really brutal way. Like there's not a whole lot of like nuance to the way. He, like 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 my like my personal favorite was uh, at the gas station when he when he kills the when he kills the when he kills the two podcasters. Yeah. Well, by the way, sure. those two podcasters are doing a crappy job at podcasting. <laughs> like, like how 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 are you gonna how are you gonna like record an entire podcast on a Zoom mic while you're in the car? Uh, and then and like and like the one guy was like he was like driving with one hand and holding the Zoom mic with the other. It's like you have a you have a co-host. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to crash your car. Anyway, that's just me being a snob. Um, but yeah, during that scene when they get killed, um, we see. There's there, there's like a series of like implied kills. We didn't I don't, we don't actually see Michael do any of this stuff. They just stumble on the dead bodies. Right. The and aftermath. my favorite was the guy at the uh, the guy at the register. I think who uh, Michael apparently like grabbed him by the bottom of his jaw, and like and like and like and, 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 and like ripped his mouth down. Ugh. And then he just ha- and 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 then my, and then and, then, and, then, and then, like the best thing was the the, the, the it's kind of, I think it's kind of a famous thing that everybody that everybody saw in the trailer where the um the 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 female co-host. She is. She's sitting in the. Uh, she's like hiding in the booth while he's like knocking on all the doors. Yeah. And then at one point he realizes that she's there and he's like rattling the rattling the door. And then at one point he reaches over the top of the thing and he drops the guy's teeth on the floor in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> wouldn't. He wouldn't do that in the original. You know, ones. So they. Yeah. There. There was. There was a little bit of camp in the first. Yeah. But. But that. But my point though is that there was a little bit more. There. There was a little bit of camp in the first one. Mm-hmm. But they kept true to Michael Myers' brute force. Yeah. And. And he's. He's. He's a. He's a jackhammer. He. He'll. He just. He just kills everything for absolutely no reason. In this one. And obviously there were some. There were. There. There were some exceptions like the. Uh, the cop's head being turned into a jack o' lantern. Yeah. Which my friend actually informed me was a rip off of the movie Trick or Treat. Which I have, I, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever. So that's a good. To, uh, yeah, you have seen it though. I have oh, seen it, yes, and I loved it. I just, movie. yeah, I, just, I, I lost, I, I, I lost track of my blue. We, we moved, and I've got a bunch of Blu-rays there in a box somewhere, buried under a bunch of crap in the garage. Yeah, I need to dig. I need to dig it out and get the and get some of those movies out because there's a lot that I haven't seen in forever. That is a good one for anybody that has not seen Trigger. Michael Doherty's Trick or Treat. Yes. It is a it is a neat little Halloween anthology movie. It is a very good tied movie. together by honestly he's he's turning into he's um Sam 
the main, the, the, the kind of like the main, uh, yeah. the main like mascot of that movie. He's becoming a horror icon. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's yeah, he is. I have I used to have his little doll in a box. I'm that not going to lie. Cool. Yeah. Right, so back to a Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, when you when you were talking about Overkill, uh, the scene we're talking about. Yeah. Um, add up for Michael Myers. But um, I just, like I said as a as a fan of like slasher camp. <laughs> Um, I just like I was laughing. I was just laughing so hard. Um, there's a bit where um, Michael punches through a door, beats yeah. a man very nearly to death. Yeah. Uh, goes into the kitchen, right? That's right next to right next door to the hallway. Walks past a mag strip that is just covered in knives. Yeah. All these all these like kitchen cutting knives. He decides to uh, instead to break off a piece of like fluorescent light, right? Like the tube, and he breaks it like a bottle in a bar brawl. Yeah, and he jams it into the guy's wife's neck, shanks it right into her neck, and he just leaves her there bleeding. And uh, he starts yelling and making all kind and raising all kinds of ruckus. Yeah, and so Michael decides, okay, well, uh, guess we're not done here. So he goes and he drags the guy to the table, and then he goes and gets all of the knives, all of them, and puts them into the guy's body to finish him off. Yeah. It is absurd. That was, yeah, that was, again, overkill. <laughs> Way too that much, That was like yeah. 12 knives, man. So, yeah, a, a lot of people aren't really responding well to the Goofy Campy style. That that seems to be the big issue with this movie. Um, but like I said, that is my jam. I, 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 I love Horror Camp. I love, um, I love, I love Bride or Chucky. And there's a li- actually a little bit of like a Sam Raimi-ness sprinkled in there at, at, at times. Um... Yeah, the, the goofiness, the, the I, I, um, it's just strange because that same kind of camp was there in the first movie, and people really loved that one. Um, and yeah, like, they, do I need to remind people though of the two things that I just mentioned—the the, the, the teeth, the the, the the teeth thing, Michael carrying the teeth around sure. as a prop, or the jack o' lantern head out of the cop. Um, I guess the argument could be made that maybe they pushed it a little too far in this one. It got a little too cartoony, and Michael was acting out of character. But honestly, I personally found it delightful <laughs> in that first half. Yeah, that, yeah. I thought it was first half after watching it. Um, I was like, this is going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good movie they got going on here. Oh, I was so on board. Big yeah. John, Little John, great yeah, characters. Yeah, although I cannot. <laughs> if anyone's seen Mad TV with Stuart Stewie, I could not get uh, <laughs> Little John. Out of my head as Stuart from Mad TV, I just <laughs> could not. But yeah, like I, I th- th- at least in the beginning, uh, yeah, it really felt like I, I really felt like I was on their wavelength because I'm like, that, that's a comedian. You actually put a legit comedian yeah. in this movie. Like you're, 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 you're messing around, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is what makes the last half of the movie feel super rough to me, though. Sure. Um, around the middle, uh, something horrific happens and it's it's incredibly violent and over the top but there is nothing funny about it um there is another because th- this actually for anybody unfamiliar this takes place the same night i think this whole trilogy is going to take place over that same halloween night and um so well michael myers the reason he's the reason he's out and about again is because he's he's been in a mental institution for years and they were transferring him to another location Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more like a prison, honestly, the, 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 the other one. And um, on the way there, the bus crashes. It's not really... I'm sure it was because Michael killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the the bus that was taking them to the new institution crashes. 
And now there are actually a bunch of different there's mental patients along with Michael Myers right. roaming all over town. I think uh, it's implied that a few of them, or most of them, are rounded up. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to get Michael Myers. Ain't going to happen, cops. Exactly. Um, but there's another guy. He's unnamed. Yeah, I um, think there was two, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we only we, we only really we see, only see one. Yes. We only see one in this one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's 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 kind of just stumbling around. He has a he has a real gnarly head injury. Yeah. Like he's he's confused and obviously he's mentally unwell because he was in an institution. Yeah. And he's stumbling around and um Anthony Michael Hall and his goons are out for blood. They actually have this little bit of a um an it angle yeah. going on because apparently like, apparently like all the kids who we saw in the fir- in the first movie, they've all they're all like middle-aged now and they're right. all like hanging I guess they hang out at a bar every Halloween night sure. and now they're and now they're all going to decide to like gather around and Gather round and and, fin- and finish him off for good. Yeah, evil uh, dies tonight. Sp- evil <laughs> dies tonight. Evil, evil dies tonight. Oh my god! Say that dude. ten more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, their crusade does not go as well as it did in it. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, but um, so yeah, what so so what happens is uh, these uh, Anthony Michael Hall, who played yeah, Tommy Doyle, is like out for blood he is he, he he wants michael myers dead out of like the most out of anybody it seems he he is he is he is for it and he's like he's, he's got this real uh charismatic cult leader kind of attitude going like he's he, he really knows how to like whip a crowd into a frenzy like there's even a part they're doing a talent show and yeah. he goes up and just does like a monologue that like captures right. the entire room that kind of describes to everybody who may not have seen the original halloween or the first 20 or the first reboot yeah um, he just kind of kind of explains exactly what happened in Halloween. Great monologue. I think Michael Hall is great. Yeah, he's a good actor. I, I always I, I always enjoy him. I mean, obviously, he's going to be mostly known for his his work in the Hughes movies. But you know, he's he's he been he's did, been. Um, what's up? He also did uh, the Dead Zone, Stephen King TV series. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's that's not what I'm getting at, though. Is that yeah. he's he, he's he's a little underrated for his work uh, later in life. There's actually there's actually an arc in that TV show Psych where yeah. uh, Anthony Michael Hall takes over as the new chief of the Santa Barbara Police Department. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. I think he's good. Um, so, but yeah, so so he whips everybody up into a frenzy. Anthony Michael Hall, and um, at one point they're all like gathered around a hospital. They're they're all they're all gathered in a hospital and. Um, the word kind of gets down the grapevine that Michael Myers is out there and everybody's mad. Everybody wants to take him out. And, uh, the mental patient who has been, they, they actually, they, they ran into him. They ran into him earlier. They didn't see him, but he tried to steal a car, but he crashed it and he just kind of took off and he tried to get help at the hospital. But because he escaped from the same mental institution as Michael, yeah. They all assume, Oh, that must be Michael. We don't know what he looks like. He, he, he always wears a mask. Right. So let's get him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they go and they try to get him. They 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 chase him, and uh, Laurie Strode's daughter Karen is trying to stop it because she knows that it's not Michael. Right, it's not him. Um, and at one point, uh, he locks himself in a he locks himself in like in like a hallway. Yeah. And you know everybody's every, everybody's everybody's going like nuts, like 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 cartoon nuts, like running um, over the cops, running over the sheriff. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen the the movie Krampus. But that, but that, 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 the opening credits sequence of Krampus, where like yeah. everybody's like killing each other for holiday shopping. Yeah, it's that basically what we're seeing. Exactly. Um, so that's happening, and um, 
they're 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 like they're like throwing whatever they can get their hands on fire extinguishers desk chairs a wheelchair at one point and finally they break through and the mental patient is panicking and he feels he has no other choice but to jump out the window committing suicide and it is disgusting yeah yeah <laughs> in in more ways than one i mean we we do actually see like the gray matter of his brain splattered on the sidewalk his but it's arm. also gross on a human yeah. level it was pretty brutal it's nasty um and yeah it and 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 that's my problem i that that i th- i think that in a more serious movie that would have been a great and very powerful and effective scene but it felt really out of place at yeah. that point cuz that was kind of a pivot point for this movie cuz suddenly now it's serious yeah it did it was like we were watching a slasher movie um you know and there's a an audience for that we we go to see an audience you know we go to see a slasher movie and then all of a sudden they're trying to give us this message on sort of like mental health. And it just, to me, it didn't, it just didn't, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't feel right. It didn't, it at did all. not add up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And I, I think that when it comes to a horror movie, you know, you can do camp, you can do issues, but it takes a very, very deft hand to be able to pull both off. Oh, most certainly. And I don't think that the hands here were deft enough. No, they were And that's nothing against David Gordon Green or Dan McBride because I think they're talented. Um, but, yeah, they, they weren't able to pull that off. Oh, no, when this movie is funny, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, like I said, either of those approaches would have been just fine. But this movie kind of feels like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too, eat it too, and that just causes both sides of the movie to me to suffer. Right. Um, so personally, I am just to begin wrapping this up. I'm reserving total judgment for next year, because of course I have to judge this movie as its own individual piece, not in comparison to any other movies, because that kind of context I think kind of hurts film discourse. Um. You know, we can have that conversation some other time, but right now we're reviewing Halloween Kills. And Halloween Kills, as its own individual movie, I didn't find to be very good. Neither did I. Um, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm reserving judgment for next year, though, when uh, Halloween Ends comes out, which will finish off this trilogy. And, you know, there's a... It's, 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 it's very clear to me now, it's just more so than even the first one, that, yeah, that Green and McBride's version of Halloween is a directly, inter- a directly interconnected trilogy. That take that that that's made up of the three movies, and you know that always happens. Even the best trilogies, the middle chapter tends to be the one that feels a little awkward and bloated. There are exceptions. I mean, Empire Strikes Back. Who's going to say anything bad about Empire Strikes Back? Um, Batman. <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. The dark. Of course, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a lot of the times those movies they have a lot more storytelling weight placed on their shoulders. Yeah. Like the Two Towers can can feel like a little bit of a slog. Just because of how much it has to, it's not, how much it has to continue, and how much it has to set up. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, I, I don't have too much doubt that this duo will like you know stick the landing when it comes down. I'm sure. I'm sure that ultimately, when we look back on this Halloween trilogy, this bizarre, campy, sometimes overly self-serious Halloween trilogy, yeah, I'm sure we're gonna look back on it fondly as as an entire piece. But this particular movie. Uh, it's just it's a little bit of a mess, and it's really not as good as the first one. I think I think we'll see about that, and it may very well be also that we see this Halloween ends. The third one comes out, and it's really good, and we may see, wow, the second one was never really needed. You know, like it's they possible, never really yeah. needed to make three movies. They could have just made really 
solid too. I'm, I'm assuming that what we're setting up, because it seems like what they want to do is be able to beat Michael Myers at his own game. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that this was, this, this was, this was the, this was the dark middle chapter. This yeah. was the Empire Strikes Back. You know, this is, um, at the end, at the end of this movie, um, very brutally and unceremoniously, uh, Judy Greer's character, Karen, is killed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's that, that's, that's going to be a big thing to deal with in the third one. Or maybe, maybe actually a more direct, a, a, a more direct analog would probably be, um, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. You know, Michael My- Michael Myers, you know, he snapped his fingers in this one. He erased half the universe. Exactly. In a far more awful and direct way than Thanos, but um but um yeah, I'm 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 fairly certain that the next one they're going to figure it out. Like I'm 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 imagine, I'm imagining it being like Evil Dead 2. Like like Halloween ends where like finally yeah. we're going to like they're 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 going to they're going to they're, they're going to study Michael Myers tactics and they're going to like come back at him. And it'll be like the end game of the Hollow. And, I, and I'm excited about that, actually. Yeah. Like, even I'm if it's excited. not scary at all. Because honestly, neither of these movies really scared me. And that honestly might be their biggest crime. Right. And I'm going to be there. I think everyone's going to be there to watch it. Oh, no. 100%. Regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I, 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 honestly, I haven't really been scared by a Halloween movie since like the original. Yeah. I, I haven't really seen a whole lot of the sequels. But um, yeah. So ha- Halloween Kills. It's not the worst thing. I'm sure many will find uh, enough to enjoy about it, but a little, little, little bit of a mess. I think maybe it bites off a little more than it can chew, and it kind of chews it right and gives itself a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would agree with you, Tim. All right. And then a movie, another movie, actually, that we both saw. This is actually, like, uh, we're four episodes in. I think this is the first time. I think this is, I think this is the first time. Uh, not only is it the first time we're talking about a movie that we've both seen, uh, I think there's actually there's two movies that we've both seen. Yeah, um, and uh, we both had the same opinion on. Oh yeah, yeah. whether we're we like we're not going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, we, oh yeah, yeah, we agreed on both of these. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. This podcast will not be falling apart after our disagreements about Joker. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the movie we're talking the the, the last movie we're going to be talking about today is uh the Last Duel. Um. It was directed by Ridley Scott. It was Octo- it was released on October fifteenth, same day as Halloween Kills, which you know that was just suicide, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, it stars Jodie Comer, uh, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Ben Affleck. Uh, it's based on a book called The Last Duel: A History of Trial by Combat by Eric Jaeger. Um, do you want to take the lead on the? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll pull this up into a little bit um, into plot, a little bit of background. So. Uh, the film's written by uh, a trio of people, um, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and there is another writer that I have to pull up and tell somebody, you. Somebody, who somebody, was, um, somebody who did not make Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, someone who did not make Goodwill Hunting. And uh, it's interesting because Matt Damon, Ben Affleck wrote the male parts, the male lead lines, and the third writer, a woman, wrote the female side perspective. That is so, very interesting. Yes, it is interesting. I, I actually didn't. I actually didn't know that. That's. I that, didn't know that. That, that actually adds a whole new dimension to this movie. Right, it does, and and I think a lot of it does. A lot of the background and and the story adds a lot of, like more on like layers to an onion to this movie that make it interesting. And we all know Ridley Scott. He's no stranger to like the sword fighting epics, um, Gladiator. He did the Robin Hood uh, remake with uh, Russell Crowe. 
and uh, Kingdom of Heaven, Orlando Bloom. You know what's funny is that like I, I I know a lot of people do associate Ridley Scott with his um with his like with his, like sword sword fighting yeah. epics. Um, for the, for the longest yeah for the longest yeah. time I always saw him as a sci-fi guy because like yeah like the Alien movies sure. and uh, the Martian also yeah, starring Matt Martian. Damon if you haven't seen the Martian check out the Martian American read the, read Gangster the, read, the, read, the, read the book to the Martian yeah yeah I actually have read that book yeah, it's a pretty good one um yeah so like you just heard Tim name off like two really good movies you know and top of the ones I mean this guy he Ridley Scott can do a lot you know, and he misses the mark sometimes. Yeah, he can be a little bit of a mess sometimes. Right. His eyes get bigger. Sometimes his eyes are bigger than his stomach. And sure. He, but 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 if he's but if he is paired up, if he's attached to the right material, exactly. If 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 somebody writes a good script, which honestly, I mean, we all know Matt Damon and Ben Affleck can write. They can, especially when they're together. They really can. And there's been a lot of criticism um, towards them about like, you know, their writing of this is. You know, dull or or not I well, that's uh, you know. They're talking people, about this movie. Yes, and what and people can watching? think this that. Was... Yeah, well, you know what? I don't understand. I think it's good. No judgment, guys. But uh, maybe take another look. <laughs> yeah, and maybe like you know, look at the Oscars that Goodwill Hunting won, and this you know. But yeah. everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, a lot's being said about Matt Damon's appearance in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he has an atrocious mullet slash goatee thing in rebar going on. Um, you know, but I think that was the whole point, you know, to make his character. Because he's, he's not a bad-looking guy. And uh, his co-star, Adam Driver, is not a bad-looking guy at all. So I think Matt Damon was trying to make him, you know look less pretty and make Adam Driver look more prettier. Yeah, he's he's a, yeah, that, that that I mean you just have to look at 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 the at this at this character. He oh, hang on. I, I have his name written down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say their names cuz I am horrible unlike uh Tim Nacy at pronunciation of uh, people's names. Karu Karuj. Karuj. There you go. Jean 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 Karuj. Jean Karuj is uh Adam Driver. No, that's uh that's uh, he's uh, Matt Damon. Matt, yeah, that's Matt Damon's character. Yes, okay. and um, uh, Adam Driver is um, I don't remember his first name. Oh, uh, Jacques. Say, Jacques. Right? Jacques Legree. Jacques Legree. See, yeah, I, I've seen the movie. Oh, I promise. I just mm-hmm. don't. Well, this movie, this movie is a lot though. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't internalize it either. I had to write it down because yeah. there, there's 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 a lot going on in this movie. And honestly, the character names they're not really all that important uh, when when yeah. you put them next to. Uh, before we move on though, we're talking about Matt Damon's appearance. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Adam Driver's appearance. Um, I've heard people say that just this is the this is a total digression. Um. I've heard people say that he would make a good, like, Severus Snape in a Harry Potter reboot. And after seeing how, like, magnificently he rocks a black cloak in this movie, I agree. Um, that's, that, that, I, I, the, the, the way, the way he, like, swishes and flourishes his black, his, because bl- he, he's wearing this, like, really super oh, yeah. fancy, ornate, like, it, it, it's a gown that has, like, this, like, like, train, like a wedding yeah. dress. during when he when he's, it? Yeah. yeah, when he's, yeah, when he's, yeah, he's, like, he's, like, dancing around like a vampire. And like, yeah, it, 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 he he switches and floors it just just absolutely <laughs> beautifully, and I'm like, my God, this is this needs to be seen on a big screen. Yeah, that was a <laughs> bit, you know. But I didn't live back then, so I don't know how they did that. That could be very well how how you know like uh. 
people did that. <laughs> you it, know, it, it honestly tracked for his character though, because yeah. um, Jacques Legree is a very showy guy. He is. So like, so like, it makes perfect sense that he that he that he, that he just that he just be like, I did not rape that woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's I am innocent. Yeah, it's sweet. It's and that's like obviously not to make make light of rape. Let's, let's actually we should probably get into the actual the actual meat of this movie. Right. This yeah. This get yeah. Let's get into the plot. It's a dark movie. It is. It is dark. Um, and it deals with a very sensitive topic. Um, so Damon and Driver, uh, the two actors, they played two friends, allies. They were. Uh, they were. They were. Well, Matt Damon thought they were friends. Yeah, Matt Damon did. Yeah, because that, that's the interesting thing about this movie, real quick. But before before we really get into like the sure. plot, um, it is kind of like uh, Kurosawa's Rashomon. It's yeah. it's that it's that it's that kind of uh, the, there. It, it's told in three chapters, right? And each version tells a different version of the story. I actually think right. that that angle gets a little bit hurt by the fact that um, they pretty much tell you straight up that chapter three is what actually happened. Yeah, because the truth. Yeah, I, 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 it would have benefited from because, because that's what's great about Rashomon. Like a hot take. I love Rashomon. Um, yeah. Um, what's great about Rashomon is that there's a story being told from different angles, but we're never actually told what the truth is because the truth lies somewhere in between. Right. And I think that this movie might have been helped a little bit by that. Yeah, and um, there is no part of me whatsoever. That when I was seeing the second part, which is um, Adam Driver's part, did I did I see how he could have seen something different? It was pretty straightforward of what he did. That was my favorite thing about that. Was yeah, because like because yeah, I, I, I guess maybe that is a that that is a better way that they were able to because um, because because it's more about like their I guess, I guess like sort of like their perception of the situation rather yeah. than rather than like actually getting cartoony or sitcomy about it with like right. oh well Matt Damon is a god in this version, like like when like when like when we get to um, when we get to when we get to his his part of the story. Yeah, it's very um, you know he 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 definitely he obviously somebody who acts the way his character does yeah has insecurities oh sure and so yeah and so and so and so there are there are some there are like he 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 does look like a buffoon at certain points because he does see because he kind of sees himself that way right um and what I loved about Adam Driver's part of the story uh, the Grease is that yes so so what act what what ends up happening in this movie is that um uh Matt Damon's character marries a trader's daughter named mm-hmm. uh, Lady Marguerite and um Jodie Comer yeah Jodie Comer's character she is amazing in this movie oh amazing. she is amazing yeah. she is so good she blows everybody out of the water yeah um this is actually my first exposure I didn't see Free Guy so uh, I walked out about 15 minutes in. so yeah <laughs> yeah put on a Disney Plus we'll, yeah. we'll talk anyway um but uh but yeah so um he they uh Matt, Matt Damon's character he 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 married. He marries Jodie Comer's character, right. and he is kind of like off at war all the time. He's like this. He's a soldier for hire. Right. He's broke, so he's trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, and it's yeah. A... Although you do get the sense that also he wants to show everybody that he's got big balls. Yeah. His pride. <laughs> his cow. I've got big balls. You've got big balls. Yeah. Uh, but um, so what happens is while he's while he's off collecting his <laughs> uh, his war money. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver, who at a party scene earlier on had kind of uh, become infatuated with Lady Marguerite. Right. He kind of sort of breaks into their house and he rapes her. Yeah. It is horrifying. It is, the, 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 I, I was, I was, it, 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 it hits it hard, the rape scene. 
Yeah. Like they, like you you are you are you are spared everything but full frontal. Yeah, it's... Or spared nothing. Excuse me, spared nothing but full frontal. Yeah, and it's it it's brutal. It's awful. Yeah, it it is it is it's, it's awful. It's disgusting. Needless to say. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And the and the whole and the whole and the whole the whole plot of the movie is that is that um. She comes forward and she claims rape, and um, Matt Damon's character, who he is a petty little man. Yeah. Um, who has been getting steadily angrier and angrier at Adam Driver's character, who is really who's in, who's, he's in really tight with like the he's, he, what, the what, king was, was he like was he the king or was he like a like a like a like a like a like a, like a duke or a lord or something? Ah, oh, shoot, I can't. I'm not sure. He's he's like I he's think like, he's, he's like, a duke or a lord. He's, he's Ben Affleck with a blonde he's, wig. He's, he's some kind of yeah. he's some kind of he's some kind of governor type right. person who he he works under the king, but he's like the boss of yeah. this particular area they're in. And he controls finance, and he. He favors Adam Driver's character, but he dislikes Damon. Yeah, this, this takes place in like the 1300s during like the feudal right. system, so that's kind of a big thing. Is that and 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 then so yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of like talk about land disputes, right? And um, and so he's been steadily getting madder and madder because he feels small in comparison to Adam Driver. Yeah, and that eventually leads him to call for a fight to the death, and everyone's like, "The hell? We haven't yeah. done that in years." Yep. And um, everybody tries to talk him out of it because he doesn't need to do that. Right, but he's like, no, no, I'm gonna kill this guy, yeah. because it's about me. This, yeah. the rape of my wife is about me. Exactly. And um, so yeah, and 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 what's really great too is that, like I said, yeah, we we see a different side of the story, a different perception of the story, but it's not, but it's not like their perception. It's more like a realistic, a more realistic perception. Yeah. Of it, and what I love is that um. I when I saw Adam Driver's part of the story come up, I thought for sure that the story was going to be oh she wanted me yeah and and that they and the and that they did and that she just cheated on on Matt Damon but no adam driver and 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 this and this might be a very, the most powerful choice in the movie it's very clear to us that adam driver knew what he did yeah he knew what he did and he still lied and that's why it makes it even, and that's why it makes you even angrier when he's about to be again we're getting into full spoilers yeah He's about to be killed at the end. Matt Damon's got him at knife point at the end of the duel. Yeah. And he's screaming at him, confess, confess what you did. Yeah. And he just continues to deny it until, until, yeah. Matt, until Matt Damon, in a very Halloween Kills-esque way, actually, puts the knife, like, right through his throat. Yeah, that was... Yeah. But, I, you know, I did actually some research on it. Um, and according to, you know, history, that fight was pretty well what went down. The way the way that it happened, like I don't know about the confess part, you know that, that was might have been, yeah. Um, but I think the believe or not, the knife to the to the face was actually like that. So, oh, well, it's fair enough. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, 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 it just it, it just kind of struck me because yeah, he really he really he really went for that kill. Yes, he did. And um, and yeah, and, and it's very yeah, and and I actually I actually just wanted to talk for a second about the duel itself. Yeah, love that duel. Um, it was not like like it was it was a distinctly unsexy fight scene. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, because they're both. What I like too is like the whole movie up and down the point. Um, we had seen them both fight. Um, but we had all thought that Matt Damon. We gradually saw it go other ways because, uh, in the beginning, Damon uh, saves Driver character right. Yes. Yeah, he saves him. And he we saves his life in his, at least at least in his in right. his uh, in his version of it. Yeah. And we see that Damon's like he's a 
he's a good warrior, he's a good fighter. And as the movie goes on, Adam Driver kind of falls back into this glamorized, you know, Paul point where he's like, he's not really fighting anymore. He kind of bows down to Matt Damon in a scene where he's like, you will call me sir because I am a knight, mm-hmm. you know. And and so by the end, we're like, okay, Matt Damon's going to like annihilate this guy, Adam Driver. And it turns out, you know, Adam Driver knows how to fight too. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was at war a couple times, I think, right. in this movie. So yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely knows, he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they, they, they end up on a pretty even keel. Yeah, they do. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it, it just Matt, Matt Damon is is revealed as the as the movie goes on because 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 in his version of the story he is you know he's a man of honor he's Aragorn you know yeah. he's 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 just he's just this this leader of men and um, but but when it really comes down to it he really isn't all that intelligent he doesn't know how to read he's a meathead yeah he 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 does he does very well at war. Sure. You know when he's when he when he's when he's out there he's wiping guys out. I think even in, in in both sides in both sides of the story that show that war scene at the beginning. Yeah, he's wiping guys out. It, obviously, he makes a really dumb strategic call in in Driver's version. Right. But um. But yeah. And what what what, what I think, but um precisely what I liked about that fight scene though the the, the the duel at the end was that it actually did remind me to to go back to Rashomon again. Yeah. Um. There's actually a fight scene that we see from multiple different points of view, and like one time it's like it's like really cool samurai stuff, but in the on the on the, on the other on the other time it's like they're they're neither of the fighters know what they're doing. Yeah. And so they like they're, they're like tumbling down hills, and they're like and they're like losing their balance, and you know they're taking cheap shots at each other, and that's kind of how the duel. The, how, the, how that final duel goes. Sure. The, it's 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 a very like it's it's not it's not it's not glamorous at all. There's no music or anything to go along with it. Not a yeah. whole lot of slow motion shots. It's really it's raw. Just, it's very it's very raw. It's and, yeah. and, and and it's filmed from like far away in a lot of cases. Yeah. So kind of to kind of make you feel like you know you're not connected to this. You're not following anyone's POV. You're just in the crowd hoping to God. That I mean, I mean, you're not totally on Matt Damon's side, but um, Adam Driver's a rapist. Like, you gonna yeah. for the rapist? <laughs> and, and because, and besides, if if and, and it, it makes you feel really weird about the duel because, yeah, that's something we forgot to mention earlier. Um, because of the fight to the death thing, basically, yeah. we're just taking the the rule of law and we're just saying, oh, let's just let God deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the meaning, and that goes into a whole another level of the story. Is um, so the way they see it. Everybody sees it that the winner of this duel, whoever wins, is telling the truth. God, whoever, God revealed the yeah. truth. Yeah, and and whoever and, dies was lying. And it significantly raises the stakes for Jodie Comer's character. Yeah, um, who we haven't really gotten into, but we should soon. Sure. Um, she is um, the stakes raised for her big time because now, um, if Matt Damon loses the duel, she bore false witness. Right, and. Uh, yeah, uh, things are not going to go great for her. Uh, mm. She's going to get burnt, burned at the stake, I believe. Is what Alive, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty, it's 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 pretty gnarly. And that and that honestly though is the core of this movie. Yeah, um, we did talk a lot about Damon and Driver just because they are they both of them. They're very they're very they're very good in this movie, and they do take up a lot of it. But um, and I think this is the point the movie makes, even though they're in our faces the entire time. This movie's not about them. No. Um, this movie is about Lady Marguerite, Jodie Comer's character, yeah. who is, she's she's the victim in all of this, and she's caught up in this whole ugly male toxicity spider web. Yeah. 
and she's being blamed for it. She's being blamed for telling the truth. She's being outed for, um, she, at one part in the scene, she told, uh, her friend that she thought Adam Driver was attractive. She smiled when, you know, he kissed her. Like, these aren't things, you know, that are, show that she asked for what she got, you know, and there's, you know, people that believe that, that they are, you know, you smile at someone who, sure, okay, I, you know, I smile, okay, I think they're attractive, does not mean I'm asking for them, you know, or giving them consent for anything, but mm-hmm. so many people, you know, not so many people, there's a, there's a large people, people that do believe that, and she's being punished for it, she's even being punished for telling the truth, you know? There's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of victim blaming going yeah. on in this movie. Like, there's a lot. The, like, 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 a lot of it, yeah, there was the, there was the whole, like, like, even, even like her, her friend, uh, Marie, I believe her name was, yeah. um, sells her out 100% by yeah. saying that, yeah, she said she thought he was handsome. Yeah. And, you know, they, they also throw out that, like, she was like, when, when, when she went to go meet, uh, Matt Damon at the, at the, um, Matt Damon at the gate when he came back from that from that battle they yeah. lost. She was wearing that super low cut dress. Yeah. And um and the and and um I I'm sure there's a medieval word for it, but the push up bra. Yeah. Um and he's like, Are you out of your mind? They're gonna think you're a harlot. The scene that that got me the I gotta say got me the most, um, was when he comes back home. Matt Damon comes back home and she uh his wife has just told him, you know, Adam Driver raped her. And all Adam or all Matt Damon can think about is, you know, he starts taking his clothes off and he calls her to bed and he says, you, he won't be the last one to have you. Yeah. I, I mean, oh my. I, yeah, I was like, I, I, luckily there was nobody sitting around me. Like, I, I, we had, there was a pretty wide, wide yeah. Level, but yeah, I, 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 I couldn't like help myself. I was like, read the room, dude. Yeah. I like, couldn't. <laughs> She actually just straight up. She didn't even like. She didn't beat around the bush. No. She uses the R word. Yeah. Like, like she, she is straight up. I was raped. Yeah. Well, actually, no, no. Actually, I think the first time that story comes forth, she's a lot more modest about it. In, in Matt Damon's estimation, she's right. more modest about it. She says, "I was raped." Yeah. But uh, when we watch Jodie Comer's version of the story, Lady Marguerite's, um, she actually they change the words around in a way that kind of fascinates me a little bit. She says, "He raped me." Yeah. Like she's more direct, more active. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and and the way the way both of those guys talk about what happened to Marguerite is what really gets me too. It, the, 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 there was there was obviously there was a thing where he like drags you to bed basically. Yeah. Um, but it was um after Adam Driver does what he did, um he says you know I pray uh, pray pray you don't tell anyone, um especially yeah. your husband he may kill you. Yeah. And then when she tells him in her version of the story that yeah. that, that that he raped her, uh, Matt Damon first thing he you know he's 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 freaking out he's like yeah. picking her up and shaking her which she does not she doesn't need that in the best of the time she certainly yeah. doesn't need it now yeah um and then he puts her down like I, I I think he was like choking her too she was like I can't breathe yeah and then she and he puts her down he goes and he stands and he turns back around and goes can this man do nothing but evil to me. Yeah. To me. After, yeah. The, the, the yeah. way... It, 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 that's it, how self-centered he is. It, yeah, yeah, that's how self-centered they both are. Yeah. Um, the way, yeah, the way these men take this this horrifying, traumatic event um, and they make it about themselves yeah. made me sick to my stomach. It's such a powerful movie. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's, that's, you know, that's reality. And the fact that I think that's the point too is like we hear from the guy, we hear from, we hear from both males 
and the last one we heard to hear from is the one that it happened to. You yeah, know the and, women, and and they and they straight up tell us as I as I mentioned earlier. Like yeah. They, they basically straight up tell us because um there's th- there's three chapters. Yeah. And every chapter is labeled chapter one, the truth according to so and so, so and so, the truth according to you know Jacques Degree. Yeah. And the truth according to Lady Marguerite, and then the rest of the title card fades away except for the words the, the truth. truth. Yeah. So that tells you straight up what what la- the Lady Marguerite side of the story, chapter three, is how it went down. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we so 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 we know that that's actually like the real the real face of this. Yeah, I honestly wish we could have seen more. I I, I know I know she didn't have any direct interactions with them, but one thing I, I just kind of it probably wouldn't have like helped the story very much. But I really want to see what um, Ben Affleck's character was actually like. Yeah, because <laughs> let, let, let's let's talk, let's talk about it before before we wrap this up. Let's just talk yeah. about Ben Affleck. For, he's hilarious in this movie. He's a, he's <laughs> he shouldn't be. Hilarious, I, I, he should I, be fun, I, but I, he's awesome. I think, <laughs> I think, really, yeah. I think he's supposed to be funny. I think he's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's the face of he's the face of the patriarchy, pretty much. Right. Like he's he's the he's he's the gatekeeper. He's the one who doesn't care whether his right hand man actually raped this woman. No, he does. Or committed adultery. Yeah. Um, he just wants to cover it up. Yeah. And no, no matter what the truth is, and 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 that's actually like a, a fra- like a like a, a theme that keeps coming back. Yeah. Um, the truth doesn't matter. Like like yeah. um like uh, Matt Damon's character's mom. Yeah. I actually don't remember who played her, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't. She she tells us she tells a story too that yeah I was also when I was younger. Yeah. I was also raped, but the thing is I lied. I kept my mouth shut because yeah. that's how we do things. Yeah. And you just kept saying it over and over again. The truth doesn't matter. Yeah. All that matters is the power of men. Yeah. And um yeah, and 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 and, and, and honestly too, the the ending of the the ending of the movie really. I was I was a little agitated all day because of the ending of the movie where like just to reiterate the trial by combat thing, the fight to the death yeah. was not even remotely necessary. There there the, I I I I think like I think like three other possible other avenues are 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 brought up throughout the movie. And mm. um he did. He did. Uh, he did not have to call that trial by combat. People don't do that anymore. The king didn't even think it was legal <laughs> anymore, uh, yeah. but he did it because he had this animosity toward Legree, and he wanted to. He wanted to have at it, and yeah. he was willing to put his wife, who he allegedly loves, in the middle. He did. Yeah. And um, the way he wins, he went. He went. He wins this fight, and she wins her. And she wins her life back pretty much yeah. but th- through through him championing for her yeah um you notice that as they ride out of the arena he's waving he's well he's waving but everybody's looking at him yeah the, even the camera even yeah. the cam, like even us like yeah. the, the movie's implicating us in this now yeah the, he's got this big this big you know MCU yeah. superhero shot of him on the horse like yeah I'm yeah. a badass I just killed that guy yeah and you know, For a second, and I, yeah, I Mar- thought he... Marguerite, Marguerite is all the way in the background, almost yeah. out of focus, because yeah, that that was what this all that's what this has all been about was them and their pride. She even uh-huh. calls him out right before the duel too. Yeah, like no, you didn't do this for me. You did this for you, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. I I thought for a second he was gonna redeem himself and put her on the couch and and him walk, or put her on the horse and him walk. And I was like, okay, wow, he's. You know, he's like, you know, finally, like, 
lowering I, I, his pride, but no. Honestly, that would have honestly that would have rang a little false to me because um, that, that and that actually makes the actual quick epilogue. It makes yeah. it. It makes it. Uh, it makes it a little more. It makes it a little more. Um, it makes that a little more powerful because um, she never remarried. Well, 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 not that. It was the. It was the fact that you know Legree and Legree and um, and 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 uh, Carouge, Carouge, um, they were driven by pride. They were driven by yeah. you know toxic masculinity, and they want. They just wanted to fight each other, and they're willing to put her life on the line for that. Um, and and uh, she she doesn't like and, and she she's and and they, they kind of show that she's not motivated by pride right. at, at at all and so they're living they're living on their estate you know years down the line yeah and um their their baby that they had who is now a toddler mm-hmm. you know she's just sitting in the flower patch with with the baby I yeah. think it was a boy yeah um yeah sitting sitting in the flower patch with him just just grinning from ear to ear because you know it. Sure, no, sure, 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 like nobody really like was thinking about justice for her, yeah, or anything. And you know, she was she was raped, and nobody really did anything really about it. And when the guy who got who actually did it was taken down, it was treated as a victory for her husband and yeah. not for her. But she doesn't care. She gets to live. That was all she was concerned about. Was it that was raising it, it, a kid? It's, it's it's unfair that you know we we had this baby that I that we've both wanted more than anything in the world, and because you decided to you decided to get into a pissing contest with Adam Driver, I may not get to see him grow up, and that's your fault. I had nothing to do with this, and she's just and 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 years later, even like in the moment, she's just relieved that she gets to be with her child. She's not motivated by pride at all. And I think that I think that if that if Matt Damon had figured his his junk out, I think I think it would have hurt the point of the movie, which is that society is messed up. <laughs> you know, and a part of me wonders though, um to the whole uh you know, figuring this all out and settling this with the duel. The whole part of me wonders is if they were willing to go like okay, through the court, right? And you know, do this through a court process with that type of court and with you know as the people in the court actually truly believe that rape um if you, you cannot get pregnant through rape it's just science <laughs> quote <laughs> from the person in the movie not that guy me. that guy deserves like <laughs> if, if there was an oscar for camp like that guy was like that 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 that, that guy like ate that line up so if they had to go through an investigation, right, court, you know, trial, right, through mm-hmm. people like that that ran that court system and this, you know, head guy that's in charge, Ben Affleck's character, who was obviously already let Adam Driver know, don't worry about this. Like, I'm the one that makes these decisions. Uh, was there going to be any other way possible than a, a fight to the death? Well, I don't think so. But, you know? but the thing is, the... The duel wasn't really justice for her either. Like, no, it, was, it wasn't. It was, all, it was all gonna. It was all gonna end the same way. Right. When I was saying that there were many other avenues they could have gone through. Yeah. Because it, it's still like not a hundred percent guaranteed that people believed that she was raped. Yeah, exactly. Um, because like, I mean, I mean, obviously, people are super religious back then, and if God says so, then yeah. it is. But it's not a guarantee. Yeah, that they actually believe. So they might there 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 might have been this pull over her for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um. I just meant that. 
there were other ways to get through this awful situation that didn't involve her potentially having to be burned at the stake. And, you know, she was, and and, 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 and that really is where society truly failed her, not in the sense yeah. of justice, but in the sense that she wasn't given the choice. Yeah. It was, she was, her life was on the line because Matt Damon decided to get all, get all hot headed and call for a duel to the death. Right. Because he took the rape personally. Even yeah. though it really didn't have a whole lot to do with him directly, right? But uh, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say we both highly recommend this movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think even if you hear all the "Don't listen to us," "Don't listen to anybody else," I think you should watch it for it yourself. Is, it's 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 very long. It's yeah. about uh, I think it's like two hours thirty five somewhere in that neighborhood. Somewhere. Uh, but um, yeah, it, 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 go, it goes by it goes by pretty quick, and all of the performances are fantastic. I mean, Jodie Comer, she like melts everyone's faces, but Adam Driver is great, Matt Damon is great, Ben Affleck is great. Um, it, it's just a, a, you know the 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 stuffed shirts who work for the church and the government, <laughs> they're fantastic too. Yeah. Um, there actually is a, there, there, there is a little bit of a sense of humor about this movie, not about the rape, obviously, but about the, but about the, uh, just the failings of society and this patriarchy and this overly religious, overly yeah. religious state that they live in. Um, they Ignorance. make, they make a lot of, they make a lot of fun of that. And a lot of like the men in power, that, 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 was, that was kind of a theme that kind of, um, that kind of, that, that kind of like jumped out to me was that. The more societal power somebody has, the more of a buffoon or an idiot they seem to be. I mean, Ben Affleck is a goofball. Yeah, great A. Um, the king does not know what's going on. Yeah. The, looks, queen, the queen even less. He looks like he's like, what, 15? Yeah, he's yeah. super, super young. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they try to get Timothy Chalamet for that role. Yeah, I can see the kind that. of movie he'd show up in. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, this this is just this is just a, this is just a, a, a multifaceted, incredibly nuanced exploration of this. Um, there might even be we're two cishet white guys, so we might not be getting all the all the all the possible context. Yeah, here uh, we're not we're not experts on the matter, but um, I felt like it was a, it was it was very it was very nuanced the way they just the, the way they the way they described this. It wasn't it wasn't a revenge movie. You know, Matt Damon wasn't seen as totally righteous because he was because he was going after because he was going after a rapist. Like there were, he was going after a rapist, doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. That's exactly how and it's summing up. That is something that a lot of people really need to look inside of themselves and realize that maybe they're doing. Yeah, I believe that will do it for us here on Six by Six Theater. It was a good episode. We thought we were going to have to uh, cut this up into two episodes, but um, I think this is going to be okay. I think so too. Um, so before we take off, uh, just keep an eye on this podcast network, please. Uh, we have all kinds of fantastic shows for you. Uh, Field of View is our sports podcast with Brian Calderon and Jesus Coronel. Uh, they talk a lot about local, national, international sports. Um, I also co-host a podcast called Rerun Shuffle. It's a TV rewatch podcast. It's hosted by myself and our editor-in-chief, Leo Cabral, where we take a look at a different episode of a different show every week. Uh, we're doing all Halloween episodes this month. Uh, we've already covered one of the Simpsons' best Trios of Horror specials. Last week, we talked about the first and second episodes of the TV adaptation of R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series, uh, The Haunted Mask. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 5 of Third Rock from the Sun. The episode is called Scaredy Dick. 
And that is not a euphemism for penis. <laughs> um, check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Find us on Facebook, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, at RCC Viewpoints. Uh, if you want to find me personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Nacy Tim. I also co-host a podcast outside of this Viewpoints network called The Super Awesome Variety Show with my friend Brandon Eska. Uh, we do a lot of uh, pop culture critique. Um, I apparently make him mad with my pop culture takes. Like, uh, he did not care for the fact that I liked Bon Jovi. <laughs> I'm like, come on. How much hate do you have to have in your life to, yeah. <laughs> to, to be mad that somebody likes Bon Jovi? But anyway, if you want to hear that and many other late night angry arguments, <laughs> check. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Super Awesome Variety Show or on Twitter at SavsPod. Language is quite a bit saltier than you'll hear here, so fair warning. Um, and that podcast is available wherever you find your podcasts, just like this one. Uh, that's going to do it for us on 6x6 Theater.